You are listening to the Zen AF Podcast. This show is for people who are curious about all things related to woo-woo, wellness, and wonderlust. Because whether we admit it or not, we're all seeking it. Capital Z-E-N. Inner peace, confidence, and well-being. My name is Debbie Hudzik. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the Zen AF Podcast. I'm so happy to welcome Michelle Robin in the studio today. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Um, Today, I thought we'd go a little woo-woo with my friend Michelle. And Michelle is an evidential medium, meaning she brings messages to you from lost loved ones who has passed on. Michelle is from Long Island, New York, and has been living in Florida for over 20 years. She has studied with many gifted mediums and also trained at the prestigious Arthur Finley College in the United Kingdom. Michelle, I have to tell you a funny thing that happened this morning because this is the Zen AF podcast. And today I was anything but Zen. (laughs) I know all the tricks, all the practices, right? We have our sacred shrine right here. Four o'clock this morning, my eyes pop open. And I said, oh, man, it's not going to be one of those days. And in 48 hours, I am getting on a plane for the first time since the pandemic, and I'm going to Mexico. Wow. Because Mexico is the only place we're allowed to go without restrictions. So I have three wellness properties that I'll be doing site tours of when I'm there. So I've been really excited. So 4 o'clock this morning, my mind started what are you going to pack? What bathing suits are you going to bring? Oh my God, you have the COVID-15 extra pounds. I don't even know if you're going to fit in anything to bring to Mexico. And I was like, okay, do the deep breaths, close my eyes. Five minutes, I knew. I got up, turned the coffee pot on at Mm 4.15, drank my coffee and started packing. At the same exact time, a Category 1 hurricane named Zeta is pounding Cancun. Mm -hmm. So I'm checking Twitter. I'm checking the news. Cancun has no power. And then I remember I have a friend who's a personal chef there. And I was like, I wonder if he's awake or if he has power. Um, Because there was nothing coming through on the news feeds except for the picture of it's right on top of Cancun. And I was able to get in touch with my friend, and he said, there's just some trees that came down, there's some wind damage, everybody's safe, there's no flooding, don't worry. (laughs) But it had my heart pounding because seven months ago when the pandemic started, I was kicked out of India. I was only in India for two days and haven't been able to go anywhere since. And if you know me, I take a bunch of trips a year because mm-hmm. that's part of my zen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it looks like everything's going to be that's okay. okay. I'm so happy for you. And um, right now on my bed are all my favorite dresses and the bathing suit situation is okay. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're, just, we're just bringing all the flowy stuff. That's what the cover-ups are for. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so 
Um, I feel much more zen being here with you, though, Yay. and setting out our shrine. Mm-hmm. Um, let's start by having you tell our guests how everything started with you, because I think I understand that you come from a family of spiritually gifted women. Can you tell us more about that? Well, um, when I was little, really little, like toddler, I remember that I would go to bed. My parents said go to bed, and then there would be people in my room. And I didn't realize they weren't really people till I got older. And I realized, wait, why would they allow these people in my room? <laughs> you know, so I saw spirit when I was little. Were you scared? No, because I thought they were real people. I was scared of this one woman that would come. She had long black hair and long red fingernails. And that's what I remember. And she would come. And I know she was trying to be nice, but she would tickle me until I couldn't breathe. And because I couldn't breathe, I got scared. So it's not a good feeling. I don't know if anybody ever did that to you when you were little, but it gets to be too much. You can't breathe. So when I saw her come, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> you know, but um, then, you know, you kind of forget that because you're little. And as Did you, you tell up, your mom? No, I don't think so. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. And then as um, I started to get older... My mom was a medium, but she didn't like see clients or anything like that. She just had a group of women. They did. I don't even know what they did. They went to someone's house and they did whatever they did. My little sister is four years younger than me. She used to play with spirit children in her room. <laughs> and my older sister, now that she's older, what happens with her is spirit will communicate with her through dreams. So she'll be at work, have a coworker that maybe had a loved one that passed away, and then she'll have a dream that night that person's cousin says, tell them this, you know? So that's what how it works for her. The way it works for me, so that happened when I was little. Then when about 2005, um, an acquaintance of mine um, that had just started becoming friendly with died by suicide. And um, during that time, oh, I have to back up, sorry. When I was probably about seven, um, I would heal myself if I had a headache or a stomach ache, and I totally forgot about that. So I would just automatically like pretend to cut the top of my head off. <laughs> so it sounds crazy, and scoop out the bad stuff. As a kid would think, scoop out the bad stuff from that, put it back on, sew my head back up. My headache would go away. Same thing with my stomach. And um, then you know, time goes on, you forget about it. Then about 2005, this woman I knew died, died by suicide, and it really threw me for a loop. And how old were you? Um, I don't know. I'm bad in math. Like, wait, how many years ago? <laughs> well, were, 15, were, 15 years ago, 30 something. Okay. Know. Okay. So you weren't a teenager. <laughs> no, it's like 30 something. And um, it was a, a woman actually who was a mom at the school where my kids went to school. And, um, and I didn't see that coming. So I would drop them off at school, go home, lay on the couch for about a week until like, you know, go pick them up from school. That's all I could do for about a week. I was just blown away. And during that time, it wasn't like spirit came to me and said, you need to be healing people with your hands. I just had this feeling that I was supposed to heal people with my hands. And then I remembered that when I was a kid, I used to do this to myself. So my husband had a bad cough at that time for a couple of weeks. So I told him to stand against the wall. And I just felt like I put my hands over his chest. I closed my eyes and I just envisioned this white light going into his chest. And he stopped coughing and never cough anymore. So I didn't know what that was. Never heard of Reiki healing. Never heard of anything. So then I, I saw this class called pranic healing. I took that. Then I went and had a massage. This lady did a massage for me. But oh, she, on a list of services, it said Reiki healing. I said, what is that? They said, it's energy healing. I'm like, all right, I'll try that. So that's how like I started getting into knowing what that was. And I would do that for friends and family. And then I would meditate. And all of a sudden during meditation, 
spirit would come to me. They would tell me their first name, their last name, where they were from. And I was like, oh my gosh. So back then, Ancestry.com had this free thing. You can go on and just like find out if that was real. And it was. So then I was like, wow, this is really cool. I mean, there's so much at one. I mean, that's just like a little thing. Yeah. But I mean, I had an experience with that lady. Uh, I mean, I could go on. I could talk forever. <laughs> is this four hours long? Because I could go on. <laughs> wow. So by this time, you're in your 30s mm-hmm. and you're married with kids two, at this two kids at this time. Mm-hmm. And were you working a regular job and you went yes. to... I was a dental hygienist. So do you think that you kind of pushed it away or I think when your soul is ready it ignites and everything is in divine timing that's what I believe and as I said I get goosebumps when I get goosebumps that's truth for me so I really believe that's what happened it happened when it was supposed to so what was the kind of trigger where you decided to go get trained deeper in the evidential medium work that you do today. So I know how healing this work can be for people because when that acquaintance person of mine passed away, shortly after I went and had a reading with a medium, a friend of mine said, oh, I know these people and, you know, they're mediums. And so I had a reading with her and I had a question about her passing um, that I was unsure of. And um, I personally did not feel she died by suicide. I personally felt like somebody did that to her. And when I went to have the reading, the very first thing she said to me is she's taken responsibility for her passing. And that's all I needed to know. Wow. And like, I how, would, got how would the lady know that, that that is the answer? I needed to know that. that. Right off the bat, she told me that. And then she told me things about her she couldn't have known. And so right there, my, I was healed in that moment. I had the information I needed. I was so relieved. Not that she did that, but at least I had the answer from her. And she gave me validating information evidence. That's why I call myself an evidential medium, because I can give you evidence about personality of things they did. So you know exactly that it is your person. And that, and so it healed me in that. Um, and then I've read books by James Van Prague, where I heard how I did this reading for this person and how it healed them. And this is so healing. And if I could ever do this for somebody, how amazing that could be. And it just started becoming a passion, you know, of just, wow. So when the spirit people would come to me, and it was real, to me, this is how spirit hooks you. Do you think I get first, last names and where they're from now? No. <laughs> like, that'd be too easy, right? So I feel like they like they put the fishing pole out, they hook you, they get you in, and they make you work harder for the information. It's kind of like now you have to be a detective and figure it out. They were just like giving it to me to like reel me in. And now it's like, okay, now you got to figure us out. <laughs> it's funny. What, when you started, um, so you read a bunch of books, right? And you still felt, you know, this is something that you want to look more into. Mm-hmm. And then what is the training like? Well, let me let me just start off by saying for me personally, this is a calling. It's like almost like if a nun or a priest says I heard the word of God and they called me because this is a passion that's deep in my soul that nothing gives me a greater high than doing what I'm doing now. I feel like whenever I connect with spirit and somebody's touched by it, it, it just is is so fulfilling. So I'm sorry, what the, the, I had to preface this by what was your question again? I feel like I had to tell you that. When you started training. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, back up to what was your job before? A dental hygienist. So when you are training to be a dental hygienist, you have textbooks mm-hmm. and you're 
you're working, working on other people, right? Like the typical school. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us what it's like when you started studying more serious. There's a lot of, I would say the best way to start is in meditation. It's really getting to know your energy and who you are. It's like self-work, you know, it's really working on yourself. Um, there's something called meditation, but there's also something called sitting in the power sitting in the power, sitting in your power, sitting in your energy and blending with, I believe everybody has spirit guides. So allowing spirit to blend with you. And so that spirit will use your frame of reference, you know, things that you've been through, people in your life and all this kind of stuff to deliver the messages. And the more you can allow spirit in, the better the messages will be. And so it's a combination of doing those things and practice, practice, practice to get to Carnegie Hall. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just practicing, you know. That's why they call it a practice. Right. Just just like yoga. It was so funny. I'm listening to you saying when you said um, how you know this is your calling and your life's work because it just gives you joy and it just feels right in your body. As I'm listening to you saying that my mind is like that's what I feel like when I'm in an airport mm, yeah. <laughs> when I'm packing yeah it's so crazy right mm-hmm. when you just know and and you're so happy doing it um tell us about Arthur Finley College in is it in London it's what? it's outside London it's like an hour I think north of London and it's you know people that go there refer to it as Hogwarts because really that's what it's like it is this old beautiful building um, that was a home of Arthur Finley. And he was a spiritualist. And he was not a medium, but he turned that over to the spiritualists. Spiritualism is a religion and a science. And he turned it over because he really believed in um, afterlife communication because spiritualism, in spiritualism, they believe that um, there is no death, that life continues on. And it is about experiencing that and it's about evidence and and you know proving it as a science as well and so um they have classes there and many amazing mediums teach there and so when you go there you stay there for like a week or a few days they have different courses so you eat there you go to your classes they have a pub there at the end of the night you can go to the pub within there so you're you're like you dive into this you're with all these people that this is what they do and it is heaven for people like me. It is like the ultimate place to go to train. And um, there are many great mediums around the world that don't train there, which I've trained with other mediums too. Um, but it's just like being in a bath. I've of heard. It. I've heard that's that's like the Harvard yeah. of studying spirituality mm-hmm. and, and what you do, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a lot of fun, and you're surrounded by your people. You know, people are just like you. Is there? Is it like um, a typical college where you work? You go for four years and then no. you, and then mm-hmm. it's just like, no, it, it, they have training. like week long programs or five day programs or four day programs. And it really depends on the class that's being taught. So when you sign up, you stay on the property. And then um, the, the, day, the way the day looks like, you wake up in the morning, they serve all the meals. So you have your breakfast and um, then you go into like a morning meditation. After that, you break up into the class because there's many like maybe say five different instructors for that particular course and then in the afternoon you have a breakout session which is you have a selection of like say three or four courses different courses you can take and then you go back it's just like an all-day event and then at night they have demonstrations of mediumship you can participate in it's just sounds like a retreat 
Uh, it is where you're learning things. Oh, it's it's heaven. It's really heaven. Oh my god, that sounds. And then great. the great thing is you meet people from all around the world because everyone from around the world comes. Yeah. And uh, that was before I did Facebook, and that's why I got on Facebook so I can communicate with all these different people. So it was great. Um, talk to us a little, little bit about meditation when you started your practice. Mm-hmm. Um, so many people struggle with getting quiet and we all kind of know anybody who studies spirituality or, or holistic well-being, um, the science has been in for years, how that helps everybody. Talk to us a little bit about how you got started, um, what your practice is today, and if you have any tips for mm-hmm. other people who are struggling with meditation. So. The one thing I want to clear up about meditation is that meditation can be walking. You can walk and meditate. You can clean the windows in your house and meditate. You can dance and meditate. Meditation is being within yourself. So whatever you can do to be within yourself, you could ride a bike and just be with yourself. Be in nature, gardening. I've had so many aha moments just being outside in nature, walking or gardening. And when I say ahas, it's like something that I've been trying to think about how I can get something done or just like something about my personality and I get the answer, you know. Um, So it's just being quiet within yourself. And there's no time limit. You don't have to do it for an hour. It could be five minutes, two minutes, three minutes. It's almost like sometimes in the afternoon you lay down and take a nap. You close your eyes for 15 minutes and now you've got all the energy you need. So it really is from day to day, it it really just – my practice in the morning is I wake up. And uh, recently I started listening to this song, which I just love, and it's called Grateful by Toni Moss. And to me, it fills my heart and it starts off my day just being grateful, thinking about what you're grateful for and just being grateful to be alive because it's such a gift to be alive. And then from there, and then I invite my spirit guides to be with me. And I just, the only way I can describe it, I just be. I'm just am. And I just be for as long as I feel like I want to. And then I go make my coffee. What a beautiful way to start the day. Yeah. Because if you took a room of 10 people and asked them how they start their day, they're going to say they they turn over and pick up their phone, Mm -hmm. right? So they jump right into that. And that's Mm -hmm. probably not a good idea. I just find the mornings, you know, some mornings maybe you have something planned or you wake up later than you expect and don't have time to do that. But the mornings I do this, have an amazing day. Do you find days where you just can't get in the zone? like me this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that does happen. And I don't beat myself up about it. That's that's the key. Being gentle with yourself and loving yourself. To me, the key to everything is being in love with yourself. And it took me all this time in my life, I'm not going to say how old I am, but, you know, to really fall in love with myself. And, and that is the key to do anything is just being in love with yourself, being gentle with yourself, and everything just flows. That's really, really good advice. Mm-hmm. Um, how about a story that you can share with us without saying any names, of course, of something that, well, I'm sure every reading that you do really moves Mm -hmm. um, all of your clients. But can you share a story maybe about- I just got goosebumps when I just thought that's the one. So I'm going to just jump into this because I think this is the one that needs to be told. Go. This was actually a gift from spirit for the person I was reading, but also for myself so that I could share this story with everyone. So many people have a fear of death, right? And nobody knows what happens when you die. And 
I was doing what I do. I can do it over the phone. I can do it on Zoom. I can do it all different ways. So I was doing a phone reading for a woman. And the person's mother was in spirit. She came through. And sometimes spirit makes me feel like I'm them. So I'm feeling like I'm the mother and I'm laying in a hospital bed and I'm holding my daughter's hand with my left hand or my daughter's holding my hand with my left hand. And all of the sudden, I took a breath in this world. And when I breathed out, I was in the spirit world and I was arm in arm with my sister. I was all dressed up and I was going off to a luncheon. She said, you're right on time. Let's go. And that's how easy passing is. It was so incredible. I told her, I said, hold on a second. Had to take that in. I'm like, how amazing. What a gift this was. There's no pain, you know, no fear, just a breath. That's all it is. And you're with your loved ones going to lunch, (laughs) you know, to have a reunion. It was amazing. Wow. Um, I've read and heard that people who really understand, um, at a deep level, what your work is, have no fear of dying. I don't have any fear. What about your family? And I don't have any fear of me dying. I, I guess you could say I feel bad because I know they'll miss me. Um, and, you know, I feel like I, I'm so blessed to have amazing family and friends, and I do feel bad that they'll miss me. But I always say, you know, you talk about celebration of life. That's what I want. I want a party. I want to parade. I want like, yeah, she graduated. That's what it is. She did what she came here to do, and now she's moved on. She did her, her bit, and now she's moving on. And when I say moving on, it's just like we're all energy. We don't die. It's just this is a costume that we're wearing. This is what I chose to be in this life. And I can unzip it and step out and go, whew, now – just a different level of energy. That's all it is, you know? And um, love that. Going to do my best to let people know I'm still with them, you know, afterwards. <laughs> yes. If, if you go before me, come, come say hi. You know, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I also um, asked my mom the same. Mm-hmm. And I talk to her every day. Oh, I'm wearing her ring. Um, what does a session look like when you do a one on one with somebody? Mm-hmm. Do you do most of them over the phone? You know, ever since COVID, yes. <laughs> so if they're local people, I will travel. But I prefer actually ever since COVID just to do it over the phone. Um, I do do Zoom, but I really like the phone because when when I don't see the person, and I like it for the other person's perspective because if I can't see the person. They can't say, oh, you saw the way I reacted or my eyes lit up when you said that. So you like you read into what I was, you know, there's none of that. I'm just connected to spirit and I just tell you what I'm getting, you know, and I really like that. Um, So the way it looks as a reading is um, normally I will speak to the person before we set up the appointment because I want to make sure that the person understands how spirit communicates. I don't want any false expectations. You know, it's not like I can just pick up the phone and go, hi, is George there? Can we pl- get George on the phone? Right, you know? right. Is there prep work? Um, so what I just let people know is you have to be open to anybody that's going to come through. Generally, somebody wants to communicate with a specific person, somebody that recently passed or, you know, a, a really close loved one, they want to get them. And I say that would be great if they come, invite them gently. Don't push really hard because sometimes that blocks. Just let them know we're meeting at this time and this date and, and hopefully they'll show up. Just be open to anybody who comes through because during a reading, one or more people can come through. And when I say people, because I really feel like they're still people, (laughs) you know, it's still your loved one and they're the same person. So just to be open, because sometimes 
They have to learn how this communication thing works, just like I had to learn how this works. So maybe somebody in spirit has been there for a long time. Maybe your grandmother will come through and then all of a sudden, oh, you want to talk to your brother? Oh, the grandmother comes through. Oh, all of a sudden she's talking about, and then boom, he's there, you know? So um, that you just have to be open. And sometimes I honestly think spirit's not always readily available. We're busy. We got lives on the other side and we're doing stuff. And maybe it's just not the right timing. And I also think that spirit is intelligent. They know what we can handle. So if it's a recent passing, sometimes they know, you know what, you're not ready for it. And so I did a reading one time for a girl. Her grandmother came through. She's like, I've had readings for the past 11 years trying to get my grandmother. She came through today. Why didn't she come through 11 years ago? I'm like, Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I also feel like, you know, there's different energy. So whatever my life experience is, maybe somebody can get that information across to me better, you know, because I share maybe like, um, like because I was a dental hygienist, a lot of times I'll get, oh, they had a full partial denture or they were missing like, a, you know, like, and I know the tooth number and I can tell them like, you know, stuff like that because they use your life experience. So, or they had a partial that was flipping around all the time. I just get that feeling, you know? So they just, it's, that's how it is. <laughs> That's so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any set length of time if um, if somebody loses a loved one and is just grieving so terribly that they- I say they, there's no set time. What I say, this is what I say, it really depends. That's why um, I, I didn't answer your question before. What it looks like, I talk to them first. Just let them know what to expect. We set If I feel like it's going to work because I get a feeling, we set up the appointment. Then I start with doing a guided meditation because um, tuning into spirit is like tuning into a radio station. We got to raise our vibration. They got to lower their vibration and find the right frequency. Um, so I kind of do a guided meditation and then I say a little prayer and then I go into it. And every reading I do is different. So being a medium, you have to be psychic. Not all psychics are mediums. Mediums connecting with spirit. So... I always say it really depends on the need of the sitter, the person that's getting the reading. What happens is sometimes, let's say you're working on your career and you're really working on your career a lot. And I'm sitting here and like, and I ask you over the phone when we first talk, are you more interested in connecting with someone in spirit or what's going on in your life right now? And most times people are like, oh, a little of both. I'm like, okay. So then I know what they're looking for, what your expectations are. And then I, that's like um, just sending it out to spirit and they will take care of the rest. So all I do is I sit and I just be and whatever comes, comes. So it's happened before where I start communicating, like that lady that came through in spirit, she came through, uh, the one that passed, showed me how she passed. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, they're telling me that you're really interested in your career, like you're going to school and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Okay. Well, they want me to like, you know, da, 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 da. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, I got a gentleman in spirit here. So sometimes it can go back and forth. It just really depends on, on the individual. It's so, I find it also. I do, I do too. Like every reading is different. That's what's exciting. So I also do demonstrations of mediumship where I stand in front of groups, you know, 20, 30, 40 people who haven't many show up and I'll deliver messages that way. And what's so exciting is I have no idea what's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to be a good night, bad night, whatever is going to happen. Because if I was a singer, I would have been practicing, you know, to hit that high note. But I have no idea when I show up what's going to happen. And it's exciting all the time. It's always different. Do you also think that everybody, every human has the capability to talk to spirit? And if there's anybody out there that is really wishing oh, I wish my mom would talk to me or like, can you, can you offer any advice Mm -hmm. to people out there who 
kind of believe that that they can hear them and that they know that they're still with them, Mm -hmm. um, but aren't ready to maybe have a reading with you. Mm -hmm. I feel that you know, a lot of times people are like, well, that scares me, you know, but it's your mother, it's your father, it's your, you know, they were your family. Why would that scare you? You know, they love you. That's, you know, don't be scared, number one, right? And number two, I've, I've actually had someone tell me, why do I have to come to you? Why wouldn't they come to me? They were my uncle. Why wouldn't they come to me? Why would they go to you and not me? And here's my answer, is that we are all born with intuition, we're all born with psychic abilities, and we're all born to be able to feel energy. So you know if somebody sneaks up behind you, you you know somebody's there, you feel that, right? When you are grieving, you go numb sometimes, and you cannot feel. And I've had an experience where I was with a family, somebody passed, everyone had different signs and felt them around. This one person said, I don't feel her. Why can't I feel her? and didn't experiment. And I showed her exactly, she didn't even know I was standing behind her. I said, sit right here, be quiet, close your eyes. And I walked out of the room and I came back. She didn't know I was there because she could. She blocked herself, right? So the best thing for somebody to do is just relax. Don't be afraid, feel the love that you had for that person. And what I always say is, I, I always focus on my heart because it's our heart. Spirit communicates through love. So I always put both hands on my heart. I will recommend put your hands on your heart. Think of a memory of them, a great time that you had with them, and just be in that moment and feel the love that you shared, the laughter and all that. And breathe that in. And just all of a sudden, you're going to forget where you are and everything. You're going to be in that moment, and you're going to feel their love. And then you might feel a little touch on your shoulder or your knee, or later on that night, you might dream about them. You know, and those are visitations. Those are there's a difference between dreaming and a visitation, and they visit you in your dreams. It's really amazing. I can go on about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw something on your Instagram. Did you dress up as Teresa Caputo <laughs> <laughs> for a Halloween gathering? I did. Yeah. So she's the Long Island medium, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I actually read her book. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think she's on TV anymore, but is she an evidential medium? Because I think a lot of people might have heard of her. Yes. Yeah, she is an evidential medium because she can tell you specifics like, you know, how your loved one died or, you know, a particular teddy bear they had on their bed or, you know, different things like that. That's what evidence is. Evidence is giving you like, um, they're showing me a memory of when you were little and you had a swing set and it looked like a candy cane, the way the swing set, you know, the aluminum on the swing set looked like a candy cane and they used to push you on that swing. Like, how would somebody know that? That's that's evidence right there. Yes, I did have that swing set. What is the difference between psychic medium and evidential medium? Okay, so the, the, diff, the, the distinction is being psychic. Being psychic is I can connect with your energy and I can say, I feel like you're going on a trip. You're like Mexico, you know. <laughs> it's like you're going to Mexico. Oh, so oh my gosh. You know, that's that I'm connecting with your energy. So connect so being a medium is connecting to spirit, your oh. people in spirit, right? So it's almost like a triangle. I do have to connect with you, but I'm connecting with them, right? Because it's your loved one. So an evidential medium, and the reason why I say evidential medium or spiritual medium and not just medium, is because I hold this work very sacred. And it's important for me to give you evidence because if I'm going to tell you, let's say um, your dad was in spirit and I just said, I want to let you know your dad is really proud of you and he's really happy with the career choice you're making now because I understand you're going into a new career and he's really happy about that. 
you'd be like, oh, well, that's great. But if I said to you, your dad's showing me he's still in a restaurant and he had a special name, blah, 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 whatever. That's the evidence that you know that that is your father coming through. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Or like, um, let's say your dad had um, a specific, like something on his character, his body, something specific. Say at one point he had like a handlebar mustache, right? And he's like, remember when I had that handlebar mustache and you kids used to make fun or whatever? You know that was him. Out of everything I could have said, why would I say handlebar mustache? That's great. Right? So um, that's that's the evidence. You know, the evidence could be like one of the last conversations you something had. Something concrete. Yeah, something concrete. Yeah. It could be a memory. It could be a car they had. It could be um, like I, I just did a reading recently. Um, it could be that you had cheesecake with them at one point and uh, they give me that memory and you just had cheesecake, <laughs> you know, with, with your family, stuff like that. That's you great. Know? Yeah. Well, since you are on the Zen AF podcast, um, can you share with us how you find Zen? What what do you do that centers you? I know you have your morning practice, which is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but what else do you do to? There's a couple of things. I there's some particular songs that I love that just take me away, like that one graceful song I was telling you about. Um, there's also, um, just breathing techniques, um, grounding, just going outside and putting my feet in the ground. You just feel like roots are coming out of the bottom of your feet and breathing. I learned this technique, um, from one of the, uh, mediums that I took a class from, um, and I'll just tell you real quick. And it's about bringing energy up from bringing energy up from the earth through your feet to the center of your chest where your heart is, and at the same time bringing energy down from the sky to the center of your heart and twisting that energy together and shooting it back down into the ground. And you do that a few times and it just builds your energy within your body and makes you feel stronger and um, gives you energy. You know, So that's kind of something that I do every now and then as well. I think you should put that on one of your platforms, like a share how to do that. That one sounds really cool. Or text it to me later so I can try it. <laughs> no, you, sh- you should share it with everybody. Yeah. Um, let everybody know your platforms where they can find you. I know um, you're on Instagram. and mm-hmm. um, So on Instagram, it's medium Michelle with two L's, Robin. So it's medium, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-R-O-B-I-N. And um, I you can reach me there. It's probably the best way right now because I'm in the process of redoing a website. And um, so... So someone can send you a DM on Instagram. Right. And um, if somebody wants to book you for a reading, mm-hmm. should they send you a DM and then you'll contact them? That or do you have an great. online booking system? What's happening with um, that? I don't have an online booking system right now because honestly, for me, it's not the qual quantity of readings I do. It's the quality of readings. And I kind of like pre-screen people I read to make sure it's going to be valuable for them. And I don't want to waste anybody's time. So I want to make sure that we can connect and that it's going to work. So I take each person one at a time. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Zen AF thank podcast. You for me. This was a lot of fun. I'm so oh. excited about your trip. <laughs> Namaste. Take me. <laughs> take care. Bye-bye. Hey everybody. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Zen AF podcast. If you ever have any questions about the show or my retreats, the best way to reach out to me is to message me on Facebook or Instagram at Lotus Travel Company. 
If you find value in these shows, it would mean a lot if you would please subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks again.